G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Isn't it amazing how fast Tuesday rolls around? Tuesday is the day we get an update on breaking news as it's happening out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter, has been on the ball. He has been juggling a whole lot of things to bring us some of the breaking news headlines from overnight. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, significant news coming out of Israel, as is always the case, except uh, there are all sorts of things that are characterizing Israel right now, violence between Arabs and Jews, and uh, there are a number of nations who are involved. Uh, What's happening with the latest news headlines, mass anti-Israel protests on Sunday supporting Palestinian Arabs? Yeah, thousands of supporters of an Islamist Turkish party rallied in Istanbul to protest security measures taken by Israel in Jerusalem and show solidarity with the Palestinian Arabs. Israel angered Turkey by installing metal detectors and security cameras at the Temple Mount following a July 14 terrorist attack in which Arab gunmen killed two Druze policemen. The move was followed by Muslim protests and deadly unrest, and last week the Israeli government removed the detectors and cameras. But feelings remain high in Turkey, with President Erdogan saying the removal of the detectors was not enough. Sunday's protest was called by the Felicity Party, which sprung from the same Islamist-rooted political movement as the ruling Justice and Development Party of Erdogan, but is seen as more religiously conservative. Under the slogan of Israel understands a show of strength, the rally was held at the vast Yenikapi Square near the Sea of Marmara, which has been the scene of many of Erdogan's biggest meetings. However, there was no sign of any senior government official at the meeting. A mass of people waving Palestinian Authority and Turkish flags chanted slogans such as Istanbul and Jerusalem are arm in arm. A very populist movement within the Arab world. Ron, there's so much controversy and it's quite complex for us in Australia to understand. But a lot of this controversy, as you say, has been centering on the Temple Mount and the organisation or the nation that actually looks after the security is not coming necessarily from within Israel, but from Jordan. And so King Abdallah in Jordan has promised to prevent Judaization of Jerusalem's holy sites. Uh, What's the story there? Well, the Jordanian king, Abdullah II, uh, has been criticising Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, asserting in a statement published at the weekend that his country will not forfeit its citizens' rights. Abdullah spoke in reference to the incident last week in which an Israeli security guard shot and killed this 
two Jordanian civilians in Amman at a meeting with the local media. Jordanians are calling for the Israeli to be tried. Now, there's a bit of a controversy there because the Jordanian press named the Israeli. His name had been suppressed in Israel, uh, but now it's published because it's all out in the open. Uh, the king said, we will do everything to get justice. The king emphasized that his country continues its historic role of defending the holy sites of Islam and Christianity in Jerusalem, referring, of course, to the Temple Mount crisis. He said, we will continue our historical, political, and legal role in preventing the Judaization of the holy places, despite difficult challenges. Uh, and so far, Israel and Jordan, the Israel embassy in Jordan is still closed. And there's quite a discussion on whether uh, it will reopen anytime soon. There's another headline, Ron, about the ways that Christians uh, treat Israel. Uh, we know historically there's been real challenges. Christians haven't always been supporters of Israel. Uh, we know that in Australia's context, uh, the primary thrust is that Christians do support the nation of Israel, but there's a bigger context too. The European Coalition for Israel reporting that Christian groups are biased against Israel. What's that story? Yeah, that coalition actually blasted international Christian institutions for blaming Israel for the recent Temple Mount tensions. They said it's simply wrong to blame the Israeli government for wanting to protect those entering the Temple Mount after the recent killings. Metal detectors are today a part of standard security procedures at holy sites in the world from the Vatican to Mecca. These measures are put in place simply in order to protect people and are not meant to deny anyone access. This statement was made by uh, uh, their president, Thomas Sandel. His remarks came in wake of various statements from Christian institutions around the world, including the Vatican and the World Council of Churches in Geneva, pleading for calm and asking for Israel to stop inciting the violence. Uh, the coalition targeted those comments and described them as anti-Israel, and accuse Christians of bias. Okay, another story. We know that the disputed territory there, West Bank and East Jerusalem, uh, the story that the Palestinian Authority is to give $20 million to East Jerusalem residents. Uh, what's that one contain? Well, from the Palestinian Arab point of view, it's meant to be some sort of social welfare. But from the Israel viewpoint, it's seen as financing the violence uh, in the region. But the Palestinian National Authority decided to tighten its grip on Jerusalem. The Palestinian president, Mahmoud Abbas, ordered a new plan to invest over $20 million in the city. The money will be given to citizens of East Jerusalem to finance their debts, university education and businesses. The PNA statement read, the Ministerial Council of the PNA decided to support the steadfastness of the citizens of Jerusalem in the framework of the powers granted to us by the law. 
$15 million will go to housing and renovation assistance in Jerusalem, in East Jerusalem, that is. Another $1,000 will be granted to every business owner and merchant in the old city for a period of three months. In addition, university grants will be provided for students and new residents of the old city, as well as a bonus of $1,000 for 500 guards of the al Mosque. The PNA also decided to pay the electricity bills of citizens of the old city for July and August. Ron, there's a special celebration on today. Around the world, Jews have their observances. Today in Australia, Jews are observing Tish B'Av. What is Tisha B'Av? It's the saddest day of the year for the Jewish people. And many Australian Jewish communities will observe Tisha B'Av on the ninth day of the month of Av in the Jewish calendar. It's a day of mourning to remember events such as the destruction of the First Temple and Second Temple in Jerusalem. Torah study is forbidden today, except for sad texts, uh, such as the Book of Lamentations. Fasting is an important part of Tisha B'Av. Fasting starts at sunset on the night before and ends when night falls the next day. Many traditional mourning practices are observed, such as prayers and refraining from smiling, laughing or wearing new clothing. I looked at uh, the book of uh, Lamentations and the first two verses begin, How lonely sits the city that was full of people. How like a widow has she become. She who was great among the nations, she who was a princess among the provinces, has become a slave. She weeps bitterly in the night with tears on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. On this day, they, they remember uh, the ten of the twelve scouts Moses sent to Canaan gave negative reports. They remember the Romans captured the fortress city of Betar, the last stronghold of the leaders of the Bar Kokhba revolt, and thousands of Jewish people including Bar Kokhba, were massacred in 135 CE. The city of Jerusalem was destroyed in 136 CE. It's a very sad day, and uh, they remember the expulsion of the Jewish people from England in 1290 and from Spain in 1492, as well as the mass deportation of Jewish people from the Warsaw Ghetto during World War II. All right. Well, it is a day of sadness, not one of celebration at all. And as if to connect with Tisha B'Av, evidence of the destruction of the first temple was unveiled in this week in Jerusalem. Uh, that's right. Evidence of the destruction of first temple era Jerusalem in 586 BCE at the hands of the Babylonians has recently been unearthed in the city of David, adjacent to the old city. Uh, the Israel Antiquities Authority announced that last week. The Antiquities Authority said that excavations conducted in recent months concentrated on the eastern slope of the city of David. The findings show that Jerusalem had extended beyond the line of the city wall before its destruction, said Otol Shelaf, 
and Dr. Joe Uziel, Israel Antiquities Authority Excavation Directors. The row of structures exposed in the excavations is located outside the city wall that would have constituted the eastern border of the city during that period, they said. Dating back more than two and a half thousand years, the findings included uh, charred wood, grape seeds, pottery, fish scales and bones, and unique rare artifacts. Archaeologists said the findings depict the affluence and character of Jerusalem, the capital of the Judean kingdom, and were mesmerizing proof of the city's demise at the hands of the Babylonians. Uh, it's wonderful that it's on display uh, during this appropriate time. Well done, Ron Ross. And every week you take us a little closer to a deeper understanding of what's going on in the Middle East, uh, both historically and current events and even thoughts about the future as well. Uh, but certainly appreciate your insights once again and thanks for being with us on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.